Welcome back. It is episode 65 of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen. I run a company here called Find Me in Seattle, where I promote and market local businesses here in my city. I'm joined every week by the founder of a company called Founders Live. You can find him at founderslive.com. His name is Nick Hughes. And this week, off the back of all the controversy in WeWork and the founder of WeWork getting paid a billion dollars, we're talking about that situation, but more so talking about corporate responsibility and the changes that companies are making to market themselves to be more community oriented and whether that's just a marketing scheme that's being hijacked or if that's the real thing. And we're also talking about the Founders Live Seattle competition that happened last night here at Galvanize. We're talking about the winners and some of the honorable mentions of that performance last night. I appreciate you for joining the show every single week here at the Catching Up Podcast. Thank you very much. Shoot us a tweet, comment, text, email, review. We love to hear it all. Thank you so much for everyone listening every week. Please enjoy episode 65. Hey, Nick. Good morning. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah. How, uh, last night was Founders Live Seattle, part of uh, Startup Week here. And how are you feeling? Usually, I know uh, after after a night like that, it's usually pretty rough the following morning. Yeah, m- moving a little slow today, but it's all good, man. All <laughs> awesome. Good. Uh, before we get into the topics, I want to know, because I kind of actually uh, have been disconnected. I forgot it was Startup Week. And then when I showed up, I was like, oh, yeah, all these events are going on. And uh, it kind of shows I am really out of touch, which we, we do this podcast every day that originally like intended to be all about startups and things going on. It's kind of morphed from then, uh, but I'm a little bit out of touch about what's going on within the startup realm. Have you participated in any more of Startup Week? You know, not a lot. Uh, I obviously had stuff going on and it's kind of why I'm in Seattle. So... You know, I didn't have I didn't have a chance to check out much of Startup Week, um, but you know, it seemed to be going going well. And you know, there we were at Galvanized in Seattle, and um, seemed like it was yeah, good. nice. Uh, well, before we talk about Founders Live, uh, I want to talk more about what was going on in the news, uh, specifically with WeWork's Adam Newman this week getting offered a billion dollars to leave his company uh, so that the Japanese conglomerate who kind of now owns the company um, can take over and really change everything that's going on. And so, Nick, do you have any opinions about – I don't think I've ever seen a topic like this where they're like, hey, who's got a billion dollars that's just like, here's a billion dollars, get out of here. I think that's just like an insane amount of money. Uh, and yeah, just like, what do you think about that whole situation going on? Well, it's, you know, and as I talk about this, I'm, I'm going to talk about Adam as the founder. Um, I'm not necessarily uh, going to talk about WeWork uh, in terms of the company. I think, I mean, you know, look, we, we hold... I would say across the world, a third, if not a quarter to a third of our cities, you know, have an event in WeWork, which is great. And we really appreciate them. And we're partners here in Seattle. Uh, but I will tell you that I've been watching this thing and it, it, it's, I don't even have the words to say what 
I, I just think it's so ridiculous. You know, um, you can read so <clears throat> there's so many articles that people are writing about how this guy is basically the biggest. It's the biggest heist in in, in the history of yeah business in, in the U.S. In this, I mean, you think about it. You know, he created something. He obviously did a good job of raising money, uh, convincing, you know, venture capitalists as well as, you know, when you look at SoftBank and um, Maya Sun, the amount of billions that got put into that. But then to literally walk, to have him walk away and give him billion, like a billion plus, and, and there's like the deal apparently has certain um, aspects to it. But yes, I mean, he will walk away with more than a billion dollars and for what, you know? And, you know, what's crazy is they, they can't even, from my understanding, they're still trying to figure out how to have enough money to lay off people. <laughs> and they're gonna turn around and give this guy a billion plus dollars. Uh, yeah, I, I have a hard time with that. And it's, it's, it's really hard. I mean, it's it's like, absolutely crazy. For those of you listening, to give you a little backstory on who we're talking about, his name is Adam Newman. He founded WeWork, and uh, he grew up right outside a communitarian settlement near the Gaza Strip. Um, that's that's titled, and what I'm referencing is this article from The Atlantic. Uh, shout out to uh, Thomas, or I'm sorry, Derek Thompson, who wrote this article. And uh, it, this little communal town is really the origin of how he markets WeWork. Uh, WeWork has always been promoted as this community, rise within, help each other, develop. Uh, but kind of the way that he has acted has not been like that at all. And some of the things that he's d- done um, related to, he actually owned the name uh we the we company and he wanted to or he tried to sell the rights to the we company to his own company for six million dollars which i think they got it but then he gave it back and then later he had multiple transactions where he would invest in uh real estate that we work was in the business uh, or was working on deals to get in the business so he would own real estate and then he would sell it to his own company or or lease it out should i say to his own company. So he was pulling money in. I think there was a number here. Um, it was like last year, he made like $17 million uh, just from leasing his properties to WeWork. And uh, yeah, he had big ambitions. He was spending a lot of money and uh, he got covered in every single magazine. And now it's all kind of like crumbling around him as it's coming out. And he uh, he's going to get... A, a million dollars, and then they're also giving him a short-term loan of five hundred million dollars to pay off his credit line, and then he's going to get a hundred and eighty-five million dollar uh, salary for over the next four years. That's forty-six million dollars a year, um, which is just absolutely insane. How he's coming out of here, and like you said, there's all of these people that uh, are losing their jobs and, and, and going to be hurt by this in the end, unfortunately. They're, they're the real going to be losers in this transaction. And so uh, I didn't really want to talk so much about WeWork. In this article, what I really 
got caught up, not caught up with, but I was taken back by some of the quotes uh, because WeWork has used all of this verbiage about um, being helpful and community and how morality and people are the most important things. And this is kind of the marketing future and what a lot of companies are going to, to talking about, oh, we're people first and corporations are no longer about making profit. They're about providing value. And the, the way that Derek ends his article was with this quote that, that really wrapped it all up for me. He says, by harnessing the language of uplift and spirituality, American capitalism isn't reforming itself. It's just claimed another commodity to be possessed, marketed, and sold. And I just love that. That uh, it, it, it's, it's a weird time, right? Because values are so important. I mean, you know that the, the values at Founders Live are the pillars of everything. And, and living on those has contributed to the growth and is so important to the company. Um, but as companies yeah, get and, big, and it's hard. You can't. Yeah, and I think the lesson anyone reading and watching or listening is, look, you can say whatever you want, but are you living it? And living it means, you're pro- you know, it, if what you say is such that what Adam was saying, or even what I say at Founders Live is, you're, you're needing to then make a choice of not making the most money that possible, or making sure that you're living in in alignment with your morals and values, uh, whether it's personally or company. But I think that that's the fine line, if you really want to get to it, is that if you're going to say it, well, you better live it. Yeah, you better walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. Yeah. And, you know, look, uh, I don't know, Adam. I Again, I appreciate WeWork. They're bigger. It's more than just him. But him personally, man, just... It's it's a freaking bank heist, man. Like he literally is stealing money, and it's I think it's I mean, legally actually that's the messed up part. He's literally stealing money. He's not legally stealing money because this is actually to their corporate bylaws, which that's the problem. Is that when they started the company, and when founders have all this control, he basically had so much control he can do whatever he wants, and so now, not. You know, I'm not blaming him that he's basically like, as a ransom, he's like, well, it's going to be more than a billion dollars to get me out of here because those documents say I can do anything yeah. I want. And and that's just messed up. So I think it's the fault of the company in the sense of, I mean, he obviously was um, being very uh, greedy. The company fell for it years ago, agreed to the documents and the way that he structured his ownership, and now we're dealing with the, the fallout. And so that's the lesson to all founders and investors is like you can't allow that to happen. Yeah, and I think and I think that's that's the big worry with these big corporations coming out and and uh, specifically the big the big corporations that now all of a sudden make this shift of like oh we care about the people and is that just a marketing ploy? Are you actually deploying your money? Uh, or putting your money where your mouth is. I, I know of uh, a few startups here in the city that, from what I've heard on the inside, uh, that's not how operations are going uh, compared to what's put yeah. out in the public. 
Uh, but it's also extremely important. We've seen the benefits that your company has uh, from like taking a stance and putting it out there and being the foundation. I think it's a great way to make decisions and very important for any of us who are starting companies to have that and, and grow yeah. on those, those moral principles. Well, thank yeah, you, of course. And um, so the one other thing I thought was interesting in this article was it talks about this age of anxiety that we live in. And I never really thought about it where uh, the they call it modern white collar work is leaky, where your work hours are consumed on the weekend on a laptop. But at the same time, people right, so people are working around the clock. They have like these 24 hour shifts or days of work. But there is also so many distractions from our computers and our cell phones that you're not actually working the same nine to five that was previously done uh, two decades ago. And so you're spending, they, they said, you're spending a lot of time gossiping on slap, Slack and uh, watching YouTube videos. And that consumes a lot of your work day. So then you don't get your work done between nine to five. So that, that means you go home or on the weekend, you've got to catch up on work. And, and, and how do you feel about that? Do you, do you think there's some truth to that? And maybe we should kind of like take a step back and be like, oh, yeah, we're not actually working the nine to five. And do you think the nine to five is actually going to shift? I do think I do think there's truth to it. Uh, we've, we've shifted, man. Like we, it's we, things have changed. And I don't I don't know. I struggle with this, you know, like part of me is like, well, you know, I can run this company from anywhere. I've been traveling um i i have been doing the like you know some days like fridays i'll cut it at like one or two and say like you know what i'm just gonna work tomorrow anyway so i'll just chill like i'll literally like go do some tourist stuff or like go hang out with someone and you know and and it's nice to have that flexibility um i actually would rather have that but the the other side of that is we have I mean, there's just constant anxiousness and anxiety around like, oh, geez, like what's in my email box and do I need to get back to it? And things are, yeah, things are heightened. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a double-edged sword that I don't personally know where I fall on that because I like, I like the benefits and I get frustrated with the, the negative. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. I, I can't like. I think the best part of my life right now is all this flexibility I have. But then I'm looking at my calendar tomorrow on Saturday morning and I've got a meeting at 9 a.m. in Green Lake and then I'm be working until 2 or 3 o'clock and then hopefully I'll be able to like cash out and watch some football for the day. Um, and then on Sunday, yeah, I've got a video shoot at 7 in the morning on Sunday. And so uh, it, it, it never ends. But at the same time, I have a lot of flexibility um, – I, I take personal time during the day, whether that's to go work out or go to Sounders games or when the Champions League is on. If I want to go sit somewhere for two hours and watch Champions League, I can take the time to do that. So I have this balance. But that's me as a single person company. I think if I get to the point where I do hire employees, uh, that's going to be a, a, a hard learning lesson for me to understand that they have lives, they have families. I also know I don't have kids right now, so I don't have some of the obligations that, that many adults do. I think having kids really changes that whole perspective. Um, but, yeah, where I'm at right now is, is yeah. that's definitely the primary – 
driver, and I think it's made me real happy is having that flexibility. So, yeah, I got to work on Saturday and Sunday, um, but I can make up for it for other time later in the week. Yeah, and I think the key is to um, just – the key is to be able to make sure that you're balancing in the, in the way that you feel balanced. And, um, you know, you got to shut it down sometimes and just, you know – make sure that you are setting aside time for yourself and your relationship um, and, and not doing too many of the Saturday Sundays, Saturday Sundays. Like you don't want to get into that routine because you're never going to have a day off. So you really want to make sure that you figure out how to exactly. balance that Exactly. So last night was Founders Live here in Seattle at Galvanize. And Nick, you like you kind of hosted. Also, shout out to Claudius for hosting. He did a great job last night. Uh, tell us about last night. Give us a rundown of uh, the winner. And, and if you want to give any honorable mentions, you're welcome to do that as well. Yeah, so we had the event. Uh, it was great. Uh, it was kind of a special event. You know, like a, as we talked about, you know, I was here in town. My father passed away. And so just just been dealing with a lot of that and, you know, like it was just a, it was a great night to be around all the people and community. And um, so I, I said a few words. Yeah. Beautiful, that. beautiful tribute um, with your father and great choice of photo. Thank you. Uh, was that photo from yeah. the founders live at startup week a couple of years ago? Yeah. So that was two years ago. Um, actually in the building where, you know, my dad was in the building and we took a photo and it was just great. Um and that was two years ago at Startup Week. So um, I showed that photo and, it, you know, it was really, it was a special time. Um, but, yeah, the event was great. And um, actually, I mean, all the presenting, com- all the companies that pitched were, I thought that they did a really good job. Um, the eventual winner was uh, Adventure Tripper. And she's building out a really cool uh, app and experience around travel and, you know, it's a travel app that captures a lot of that experience and content and actually like pulls it together for, to be able to share and for other people. And I thought that that was really interesting. Um, but also I want to give a shout out to 3d sustainable developments and that's, uh, her name is commitment. Actually, she did a really good job and like literally those two were battling. And at one point when I was going to call it, I saw that 3d, uh, sustainable developments, who's actually they're building out really cool, like sustainable. Uh, they actually are building this uh, big 3D printer that's able to actually build sustainable houses, economical, um, sustainable. They can last thousands of years. It's a certain amount of a certain like uh, cement. Uh, very, very, really, really cool. And uh, anyway, essentially, like I thought that they won based on the numbers and then they didn't and so we kind of had a little uh it was kind of funny but i i talked to her later and she was like oh my gosh she's like don't worry like it was fine and it's just great that we actually had so many cool companies pitching that it was hard to even determine who's going to be the winner yeah that's that i mean just speaks for the level of companies because i've yeah i've been to events where they're just pure blowouts and then other ones where uh, they're real close. But I don't think I've ever seen something this close that was a tie. Um, and, yeah, I think that's super awesome that 
you can have that many companies that really come out and give a good enough pitch. And in 99 seconds, it's not easy to kind of get the word out there, right? And really get an understanding. And, and yeah, this 3D, the 3D houses, like that's just unbelievable. And that really, that that presentation felt like, whoa, that's the future. That, that uh, yeah. I've always talked about because of the origins of Founders Live, with it being called Feature Friday, we always had this discussion was, was that a feature or is that a company? And, and th- that yeah. one was like, whoa, that's a company. That is not a feature. Um, yeah. That's something that's got a lot of potential. It's very, very needed in the marketplace. And I'm excited to see kind of where they go. Uh, and when I Googled them here this morning, they've got a lot of uh, people talking about them and, and a lot of anticipation for what they're creating. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was great. Um, really cool concepts, and um, yeah, it was just, you know, happens every month. But that was just a great. I really enjoyed it. It was a fun event, and um, you know, I thank everyone for showing up. Awesome. Are there any other companies that I know? There's uh, what other cities had events this week? Oh yeah, I mean we had. It was literally a um, a record week for us. We had twelve Whoa. events like this week um last night we had six events that that happened concurrently and uh look uh seattle san antonio dallas um i i (laughs) you know i get it i'm I'm at the point where it's hard to even you know too many yeah too many kids (laughs) it's hard yeah it's like oh what's your name again um but Yeah, we had six events last night. It was awesome. And uh, we actually have two today. One one just happened. That was in Lagos, Nigeria. And then we have Buenos Aires tonight. So that's that pulls out the 12. And it's just basically a record week. So I'm I'm happy about that. That's incredible, Nick. Congratulations. Uh, You've you've come a long way. That's, That's quite the production that's going on now. It is. It is. And there's 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 more under the water than you think. So it's like, you know, some, some days like yesterday was awesome, but it was also like a bit of, you know, there's a bit of stuff that, I don't know. It's like when you have six events, you're like, I just don't, I just, yeah. well, you know, it's like, like, you're just hoping that you don't get like an emergency yeah. phone call, uh, late at night or first thing in the morning. You know, to do yeah. That. And, uh, that, totally. yeah, that's wild. And, and just, Unbelievable on how far it's come. I'm, I'm very proud of you, Nick. And so yeah, thanks, when sir. are you heading Thank back you. to London? So I fly out tomorrow, uh, Saturday, midday. And uh, yeah, I, I head back to London, be there. We got a, our event next week. So next time we talk, uh, we'll, we'll be talking about London. I'm um, excited to actually get back in the mix and get, yeah, back, you know, back, back on the road. Back to uh, so be good. routine. And uh, I guess you, you kind of lose your entire weekend with that travel because that's, that's a long trip, right? 10-hour flight, maybe longer, plus the yeah. eight-hour time change. It'll, it'll be – it will be. But, uh, hey, before we go, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Sounders, man. Like, just uh, love it. And it's just great that pretty much every year we're deep in the playoffs – um, what do you, where do you think uh, it's going to so land? I got home last night and I recorded that LA FC LA galaxy game and I, and I watched it on delay. And I mean, 
I love the Cascadia rivalry. I think Sounders versus Timbers is one of the most magical and intense rivalries in all of sports. But you cannot deny that El Trafico, in the two years that it's been around, has been one of the most thrilling rivalries ever to watch um, in in the first couple of games. And I was glued to the game. Usually when I record a soccer game, uh, especially if I don't know what happens, I kind of get antsy and want to fast forward. But this was just like on top of me. They scored eight goals. It was just a whirlwind of a game. Um, wow. and so yeah, the final was five to three LAFC one. And it felt like the galaxy, like the galaxy went down two zero and then came back and made it two, two and then went down four to two, but then made it four, three. And then LAFC kind of closed it out. LAFC looked unstoppable. And so now Sounders, we played down there on Tuesday at LAFC. We've never beaten LAFC. Uh, but my hope is I think we have a very strong team. We're playing at the top of our season. And we haven't played like this since the first four games. And I think, yeah, we really – I think we have a shot. We got to come in and play defense. But I'm really hoping that the energy at the game last night was absolutely incredible. I don't know if I've – at all the Sounders games I've been to, I don't know if uh, we could actually match that. So I'm really hoping that the they won their cup last night, right? By finally beating the Galaxy and winning the first playoff game in the way that they did, I'm really hoping that they have a hangover and they can't respond to that and come to play on Tuesday. Um, and I hope, yeah, we can just lock it down. We have some defensive problems, but we know how to score goals too. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I hope we win. I hope Toronto wins. And if that works out, then the Sounders would host the cup um, two weeks later here. So go Toronto, go Sounders. Love it. Awesome. Likewise, thanks as always for uh, joining me here on the Catching Up podcast. Have a safe travel tomorrow back to London, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Peace.